0: You love hospitality and want to build a project, but how do you actually get it done? I don't know anything about this world, but I'm really curious. So I invited Stephen Galbreath, Chief Development Officer and Head of Construction and Design for Garfield Public-Private, which is build a reputation for the way they work with local governments to create a win-win scenario that gets projects done and benefits the community at large. In this episode, you'll not only learn from Stephen and his team on how they do this, but also some creative financing strategies with local government that really opened my eyes on how you can get stuff done.
1: Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together.
0: This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started.
1: I'm uh, Stephen Galbraith. I'm the Chief Development Officer and Head of Design and Construction for Garfield Public-Private. I'm a licensed architect. I'm a lead AP BDNc, which is building design and construction, from the USGBC. And I started off this trek into hospitality back in 1993. Graduated from college, graduated from Texas A&M University, and and became an architect and uh, worked my way through working you know, the 80 hours a week or 100 hours a week that we did when we were younger, working on projects. And then I was invited by one of the guys in the office, said, hey, we're, we're involved in this hospitality project. If you could just help out for a couple months, it would be great. And so I got involved in that project. And you know, now that's almost 30 years later, I'm here doing this. And so um, about eight years ago, I joined Garfield after being a principal at RTKL. And RTKL went through some sales, married together with Callison and became CRTKL and then now is Arcadis. But yeah, so I I was uh, traveling way too much. I was overseas all the time and started having a family. I, I have some photos behind me there, if you've seen. Started having kids very, very Start late here. in life and decided, hey, I want to be around. So I partnered up with some guys who were actually clients of mine. Ray and Greg Garfield at Garfield Public Private were my clients, when we did the uh, Sheridan uh, Hotel, the Convention Center Hotel in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And it's, it was a great project. It was a ton of fun. And and I got to know those guys really well. And so when I left RTKL, it just became kind of an easy thing. They, they were like, come join with us, and we'll, we'll partner up and, and do great things here. And so we've been doing that ever since. And I've been able to do – we've done four hotels since I joined here. First was the Weston in Las Colinas, Irving, Texas, uh, about a 350-key Weston hotel, full-service convention center headquarters hotel. And just this year, just this spring and summer, we've opened three hotels that were kind of all delayed during COVID. They all stacked up and opened within about 60 days, which is tough. But we opened a Doubletree by Hilton in Abilene, Texas, with the partnership with uh, the city of Abilene, which was spectacular. And then we had two Hyatt Regencies we just opened, both in the Houston Market, one in Baytown, Texas, and one in Conroe, Texas.
0: I love it. I want to get into the details of this, but maybe to start out at a high level, um, a lot of folks listening to this show love hospitality, right? And like me, maybe don't have a lot of knowledge around what goes into developing a hotel or a hospitality project. In your view, you've you've seen this a lot from a lot of different angles. What are kind of some of the big challenges at a high level of developing a new sure. hotel?
1: Yeah, so, so for the first 20 years of my life, I was an architect, and, and I kind of focused on the architecture things. And then I kind of got up and took us, you know, moved over two seats and sat back down. So now I kind of pay attention to a little bit different things. But, it's you know, it always comes down to money is one of the most important parts of these things, right? Getting things happen to happen right now. Interest rates are a pretty tough, tough thing. I think everybody knows that. You go to refinance your house or buy a car, you're going to see that interest rates are high. They're high for everyone. When we opened, uh, when we closed on these three hotels back in the fall of 21, it was the lowest interest rates of our lifetime. And uh, so those deals did amazing. And not not to get too deep in the weeds, but less than 4% cost of capital totally for that project. It's probably double that now. So the things that we try to do, we're a fiduciary with our clients, and we really look out for them. We're trying to, to help these cities that have never had a full-service hotel or a convention center hotel get that asset and really try to figure out how to bring in high-impact business, and that's that's really the, the point. So as, as an example, some of the numbers that the GM of the Irving Convention Center told me before we opened the Westin in Las Colinas, the average guest that was visiting Irving for the day was spending $25 a day. Once the hotel was open, the average guest was spending $250 a day. And it's because they're staying at the hotel, they're eating in the restaurant, they're going to the other restaurants, and really not just picking up fast food on the way out of town.
0: Wow. It, it's interesting. And, and I think it, it leads me to you know what I was really curious to ask you about is, is what is the um, – what is the impact and the potential of a hotel in in a community, right? And maybe we use Abilene, your project in sure. Abilene, as an example, because that's my my understanding is that's where Conrad Hilton got started, right? So it has some interesting roots in hospitality. But that community was challenged to open up the hotel project that you were looking to do, right?
1: You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty typical that a city will have been thinking about doing one of these for ten or fifteen years, and maybe gone after it two or three times, and we're never the first guy they talk to uh, because we come in and tell people the cold, hard truth. Here's what it costs. Here's how long it's going to take. And the issues with working with a municipality are the city councils, they, they kind of have a time limit, right? They're there for a time. The mayor is there for a time. City managers, they move around. So somebody has got to be passionate about this kind of project that's Invested in that city and they're going to be stay involved. So it's somebody in the economic development group or maybe in the chamber of commerce that can really grab a hold of this and take this through, you know, one or two or three city councils, right? It is challenging. These are expensive projects. Cities Always are trying to get the best deal they can. They, that, that's the, that's what they need to do for their constituents, right? And so in Abilene, you know, we sat down. The, I remember the very first time we went to a, a, an I don't know, like an RFP open house kind of thing. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put this RFP out there, and we went and went and met with uh, the city manager Robert Hanna, and said, Hey, are you are you sure, you know you have to put in thirty percent of this deal, right? And he said, Absolutely, we do. And five or six years later it took five or six years but they opened a hotel and that city was so behind this project the groundbreaking that we had there was the probably the most most applause i've ever heard at a groundbreaking in my life it was it almost kind of scared me because the crowd behind me was like "Ah!" so it was it was fun and that's the way they were when we opened the hotel so abilene was a great example
0: wait what's interesting Stephen? because i'm I'm new to this whole world but frankly it kind of surprises me if i heard you right so the city was putting in some money into the project i thought it was all private investors but you got this some financing yeah yeah so
1: these these so typically and this is way oversimplified but and so don't get caught up in my numbers but generally it's kind of the way it goes if a hotel let's say costs three hundred thousand dollars a key to build a lot. It's a lot more than that now. But but if it was three hundred thousand dollars a key, and you could only get two hundred dollars a night in rate, then there's kind of this disconnect of about a third, right? Because one of the old sayings is you can put in a thousand dollars for every dollar of rate that you get into a room. So so three hundred thousand dollar, two hundred dollars a night. There's a, there's a third gap, and so somebody's got to put that that money up, and it's typically what the municipality does. We call that the gap. And so we can come in and and do a uh, work with a with a, a banker like uh, Piper Sandler or a Citigroup, and find institutions to go buy the the two thirds. They'll go buy that, and that really is just amortized by the NOI or the net operating income of the hotel. The city doesn't have to stand up for that, but the city has to kind of fill this gap, and that's kind of what it what it. What the city's investment is. Now, in Abilene, Robert Hanna was very fortunate and also he really worked hard to get some money from a couple of donors. So he got some large grants that picked up a big chunk of that city's input in the project.
0: I'm, I'm curious. So, I'm gonna, so whether it's a project where you have an ally in the Economic Development Council or you're working with the municipality, you have somebody in there that is maybe not in the kind of political cycle of a mayor mm-hmm. or, you know, some of this. I'm curious what the message is to other stakeholders of why we need this hotel. Is it about bringing more economic activity to that community, uh, how do you kind of make the, the broader presentation to others?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all about high-impact business. It's about sales tax. Um, the state of Texas is, is you know, very gung-ho on development. We have a bill that started out with a bill called House Bill 4347 that, that allows cities to get back from the state the state's portion of sales tax from that hotel for 10 years. And so – that, that could be a third or a half of what the city's putting in. They're getting in rebates back from the state. So we ask our municipal clients, we say, hey, you, you put this money in. It's not a subsidy to us. We're a fiduciary to you. You put this money in as, a, as an investment, and you are the owner of the hotel. And then we show them all these ways. You get the, the sales tax back from the state here. Here's the, here's your city portion of sales tax you're going to make just from this hotel. And then by by teaming them up with a great operator, we'll come in and fill this hotel with high-impact business, folks that are coming in for two or three days, coming in for association business, and then transient customers as well, people who are just – always going to stay in in abilene's case in a hilton or a double tree they always want to get their hilton points so they'll stay there so
0: that's great and then i i think you know it's exciting to hear about hospitality being this catalyst for growth economic activity Although I also know that, you know, local politics can be a bit of a minefield. What have you learned about navigating that minefield? Even if you get a lot of support, I imagine there's still some sticky stuff to work through.
1: Sure, sure. First off, I'd say, and you're you're dead on on this being a catalyst, and I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I, I read that um, after this hotel was announced, Abilene had maybe 40, permits pulled in downtown for new work done so once you start construction people really start trying to figure out what they're going to do with the space around it once it's open people are just gung-ho i think we're we're going to really start to see that side of town really start to develop abilene's a great city and it's got a really neat side of the city that's been developed and now that the hotel's kind of over here you're going to see that kind of spread and and go throughout there and political minefields. I mean it's it, it, politics is tough, right? Texas is a very conservative state. A lot of people don't like the city getting involved in 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 investing in things like this, but these kind of projects really do bring in the high impact business and the sales tax. These these projects should be able to go on their own and and actually produce income for the city. I think when we did the bond runs for Abilene with the investment that they put in and the the investment from uh, a couple of organizations in Abilene, I think Abilene's projected to maybe get 60 to $70 million of, of payments back over 30 years. Now, it's over 30 years, but at the end of that, they own the property as well because what we do is we help the city – um, go in. We we try to keep it off their books, right? It's not it's not technically owned by the, the city of Abilene, for instance, right? So the city comes in. We'll, we'll open up, help them set up a five hundred one c three or some sort of not for profit tax exempt structure in in uh, in Abilene. It's it's called a local government corporation, an LGC. In other cities, we've we've used their municipal development district or an MDD. So. We have that structure set up, and the city owns the land, and then the city owns the meeting space and the ballrooms and the, the boardrooms, etc. And then this not-for-profit owns the tower and just really leases that from the city. So all of this kind of comes into one big piece, and, and it's all on behalf of the city.
0: It's exciting because you've articulated a kind of a, a practical path, for everybody winning, it seems, right? Where it's not just not just your investors. It seems like the town's winning, You know, the residents of that community, the, the people doing business in the community. So it's exciting for me to hear. I'm, I'm curious, what is most exciting for you as we close out this year, head into next year? As you kind of think about projects, what are you thinking about or most excited about right now?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that really is the reason why we're a company is to help secondary and tertiary cities get important infrastructure that they couldn't get otherwise. They they don't know the path to, to get to move forward. They don't know how to get a new city hall or a new parking structure for their their struggling retail or or a performing arts center or a hotel. Um, so we can really help them look at this asset that they're trying to get and really how do we structure it financially, how do we how do we build it, you know through everything. We don't just do hotels. We're involved in a lot of different kind of things that are that are hospitality driven. I mean, performing arts, uh, you know, I think we've likely developed more performing arts centers than than any d- single developer because they're typically not done by a developer. But, for instance, Buddy Holly Hall of Performing Arts and Sciences in Lubbock is something we're very proud of. It's a great, it's a great project and we just look forward to seeing more and more of those kinds of projects get, getting built in cities all all around the United States not not just in Texas
0: yeah yeah there's real power to to improving lives right but you need the the, the built world to be the stage, literally, in the case of a performing place. But also in a hospitality sense, it's, it's a stage for a, a lot absolutely. of activity. Absolutely. I think
1: yeah? hospitality is not just hotels. It's a dining experience. Mm-hmm. It's an entertainment experience. I spent a number of years when I was at RTKL working on projects for Las Vegas Sands. And so I spent a lot of time in Macau and in China building these huge resorts, Mega resorts, thousands and thousands of rooms, you know, a million square feet of casino kind of kind of projects. Um, and it's all about the shopping experience. It's all about the dining shows. And then it all kind of ends in your room. Right. So it's fun. Well,
0: it's interesting. And I think if I understand you right, it, it seems even in those projects halfway around the world, there's parallels to what you're doing in communities in Texas and across the country in the sense of using hospitality as this economic growth engine and it depends on the scale of the project but it's interesting to see threads sure. of that. Sure,
1: you know, when I was an architect and working on kind of these these amazing world-class resorts all over the world, I've now taken those relationships that I have with those people and brought them with me, you know, doing a project in Abilene or doing a project in 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 Baytown or in Irving, Texas. So the interior designers, the architects, the structural engineers that I, that I know are working on these projects with me. So really, these cities are getting world-class design. And I think maybe sometimes these are not people that travel all the time. You and I probably stay in hotels all the time. And I see the smallest things. And it, you know I, I'm like, boy, I would have done that a little differently. And they might not know why they like the, the hotel so much. But for instance, like air conditioning. One of the things that drives me crazy about when I stay in a hotel is if the air conditioning is just coming on and back off and it's on and it's off and it's all night long. You know, we push our fan coil units all the way to the corner of the room, back by the door and ducked over the closet so that it's quiet. Now, Nope, they don't. Maybe they don't understand that, but they really like it, and they're like, "Boy, I got a great sleep last night. It was quiet." Well, there you go, putting drop seals on the door, right? So you don't hear people going by in the hallway. The door closes; it pushes this seal down that makes it quiet. People don't don't maybe always understand that, but they really appreciate it when they sleep well. (laughs) So.
0: It's in the details. Yeah. It's all in yep. the details, yep. right? I love this. Even you've given us—I feel like a masterclass in development, being creative, making things happen. Appreciate that. Is there anything else that is top of mind for you right now? You know,
1: a lot of developers are doing are doing lots of different projects. City of Dallas has uh, their big convention center, billions of dollars of, of development going on, while we're helping communities really get themselves get themselves ready to start their developments. Maybe right now is not the right time because of interest rates, but we're starting to get things kind of queued up so that when interest rates start to drop, we're you know poised and ready to go. And, and we're also trying to go out there and, and maybe look at the broader sense of things. We're, we're starting to get involved in energy, solar, and, and things like that that are, that are important in Texas. Texas, as I'm sure you guys have all seen, we had the freeze a couple of years ago. We had major power issues we can't solve all of that with wind power but with wind power and solar and 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 really looking at at how we deal with our power structure here we can really make it better and so we're getting involved in things like that as well now so you don't stop you, you can't i can. love it
0: yeah.